Wrexham are promoted. They have their storybook ending. Howdy y'all and welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jay Green. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode about Welcome to Wrexham's Season 1 episode... Uh, is it 9? I don't even know. Let's see, where am I? Episode 10 uh, of Welcome to Wrexham, titled Hooligans. Um, before we get started... Go follow me on Instagram. Go follow me on Twitter at WXM Texan, Wrexham Texan. Um, and please leave me a review. Leave me some feedback. Uh, leave me a rating. All the good stuff, you know, all that stuff that helps put me more in the algorithms, helps uh, just give me feedback, you know, on what you like, what you don't like, all that stuff. And, it, you know, it's just helpful to grow grow the podcast, get better at it, um, do things a little differently if I need to. So yeah, go ahead, go do that. Um, I try to get really involved uh, in the games on, um, on Instagram and, and Twitter on, on match days. So uh, head on over there. At some point, this podcast will become a video podcast. And when that happens, I'll start putting it out on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, um, Facebook, Twitter, all those. Uh, it'll be much bigger. Uh, yeah, video is kind of my forte. So uh, I'm looking forward to the day when, when I can do that. And um, just so y'all know, uh, the first however many episodes it's going to be to get through this first season of Welcome to Wrexham, I'm putting these podcasts out so fast and so furiously, like there are going to be, I mean, I, I, this is the 16th episode. Um, and I believe the first episode came out like two or three weeks ago. So I am cranking these out right now, but as soon as I catch up, um, it'll drop down to basically two with possibly a third bonus episode every week. Um, so it'll be about two a week during the regular season, um, during, uh, during Wrexham season and the welcome to Wrexham premieres. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So it'll be about two, you'll, it, it'll downgrade slightly to two, maybe three a week. Uh, that third one might be a bonus episode that you would have to, um, subscribe for subscribe to get. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, again, thank you all so much for joining me today for this episode about hooligans. I have so many opinions on this hooliganism. First of all, the movie, Green Street Hooligans, fantastic movie. Charlie Hunnam is a freaking rock star in that movie and in, in every movie. Um, I love Charlie Hunnam. And... Uh, you know what's interesting? I cannot find, so I this movie came out, I think in like 2006, maybe, a long time ago. And it, I can't find it anywhere. 
I can't find it on a streaming platform. I can't find it to buy it on any digital archive. I can't find the DVD. I don't know what happened to this movie. If you have any idea how I can get my hands on a copy, please reach out to me because I cannot find it anywhere. Um, that being said, I definitely don't agree with hooliganism. We're going to get into that here in a bit. Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, I don't agree with war, but I watch a bunch of war movies, you know, like just because something tackles a horrid topic doesn't mean that it should be banned or not available for viewing or whatever. But clearly someone's trying to suppress uh, Green Street hooligans, which is just crazy to me. Um, I wonder what I wonder which company made that. I wonder which production house made that that one and which studio was involved because that would that would tell me a lot but anyway the episode starts out with uh rob and ryan having left the town they definitely show some quiet shots of the town it's much more peaceful now that rob and ryan are gone the chaos is has subdued um but then it kind of introduces you to the fact that there was violence from the fans after the Torquey match. Dave Evans, a policeman, local policeman comes on and gives the account of an incident where a Wrexham fan was assaulted by other Wrexham fans because they thought he was a Torquey fan. And let's be clear, in no way, shape or form does him being a Wrexham fan make this the that, that's not the point of this being a horrendous act. Do not go and commit violence against other people, period. If you're doing that, if you're if you're a hooligan, if you're involved in that, you're either extremely immature or you're an idiot. You're a moron. Like if you're if you're doing that, you're basically a child who doesn't understand consequences, who doesn't understand physical health, who doesn't understand how terrible violence actually is. Um, or you're just a moron who can't comprehend that um, in your later years of life. Like, yeah, we're going to get into all that, but my gosh, the fact that he was a Wrexham fan getting attacked by other Wrexham fans makes it even stupider. And, and just is a prime example of why you should not be going around committing violent acts upon other people. Because, hey, you got this one dead wrong. Not that a Torquey fan would deserve to get beat up and punched by five to seven guys. Um, like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Um, there is almost nothing in life that deserves... Uh, a violent retort. The only thing that deserves a violent retort is the initiation of violence. And clearly this guy standing at the train station was not committing any violence towards anyone. And it's, I mean, yeah. Poor Mike Jones. All right. Mike Jones says it was deliberate and unprovoked, which is definitely clear. I'm pretty sure they have surveillance footage of it and they banned those involved. Um, he told them he didn't want to fight. He wanted to go home. And then five to seven of them started throwing punches. Um, uh, horrendous. 
get a grip. Like, Mike, sorry, sorry you had to go through that, man. That is brutal. That's rough. I hate that for you. All right. Well, then we launch into the different types of fans, trying to delineate between uh, different types of fans. So it's basically Sean Winter and Wayne Jones giving the description. Um, they talk about the first one is the happy clappers, which is Annette Gardner is a happy clapper. Uh, Wayne says they clap even when things are going wrong. Um, and it's kind of like I get that. It's kind of to get the get the uh, motivation back, get the momentum back and show your support even through hard times. Although Sean Winter <laughs> doesn't doesn't like it at all, he says uh Basically, what they're saying is, oh, well, at least we've got a club. And he's like, ah, screw that. Come on. Like, <laughs> so I completely understand that. Um, what's funny is during this whole thing, Sean Winter doesn't fit into a category. Um, he, he says there are three to four types, and then he doesn't fit into one of these categories because he hates all of them. I just find that hilarious. Uh, the next one is the moaning supporters. Wayne Jones apparently falls into this category sometimes. Uh, basically, they find something to moan about no matter what. Um, so even when things are going well, there's something that they have a complaint about, which I don't really get that impression from Wayne. I feel like he's might be a moaning supporter uh, when things are going horribly. <laughs> then we've got the passionate lads. Sean Winter calls them bloody idiots. Just a bunch of young guys, passionate, screaming, yelling, all that kind of good stuff, which is something that I did when I was younger. And then you've got hooligans. Um, my definition is uh, losers who, quote unquote, defend the club. Um, defend the club from what? I don't know. From other losers who want to fight and bash and um, insult people and the team like it's it's ridiculous the whole thing is ridiculous and Wayne Jones mentions that the only time all the supporters are in unison is when you're winning games and I doubt that's the case with the hooligans but the first three types that's probably true um, Rob had heard of hooliganism prior to buying the club but didn't really know what it was they kind of give a historical description of it Popped up in the in the 1890s in London. There was a street gang called the Hooligan Boys. Uh, sometimes referred to as the English Disease, although there are there are hooligan firms all around, like all around the world. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think it's a big thing here in the states. I could be wrong about that. I don't follow MLS that closely, um, so it could be it could be a thing here. It very well could be, but I don't think people are passionate enough about soccer to get that involved. Um, yeah, the the name for for a group of hooligans that follows a club is a firm. Uh, they're quote unquote unofficial club enforcers, and it rose in popularity during the '70s and '80s in the UK when UK was getting rid of some of their worldwide properties. Um, basically de-empiring and um, letting different colonies go. And so they suffered a pretty big recession. And yeah, when there's economic turmoil, that's when people get bored, people get disaffected, especially young men, 
and they turn to violence. Um, they just need, they need a purpose. Like this is the thing, like there is an aspect to being a man, being, you know, having masculinity that requires purpose. Um, all a man needs really is purpose with a little bit of love and support. Like if, if you have purpose in your life, you can go a long way. I, like how, I can't tell you how many times I've heard of stories of people who have, you know, uh, intense careers, intense jobs, massive purpose with that job, doing really well in their field, who retire and two years later, they're dead because they had no purpose. Like purpose drives you. And if you don't have purpose, then um, you seek it out. You seek out that purpose. And for for these guys, for the guys who get involved in violence, it's, it's you know, for the hooligans, it's the fact that they can't control what's happening in their life. So they feel like they need to control something and they take it out. And, you know, they, they basically get overly passionate about their club about their team and take it out on the opposing people who have who have become overly passionate about theirs and that's basically what it comes down to is purpose and when when your everyday life you see it as boring monotonous a grind not good um then you're going to turn to stuff like this you're going to turn to things that you normally wouldn't um, because you, yeah, like I said, I'm going to be a broken record here. You got to have purpose. And so that's, that's kind of where all this starts and, and how it becomes a thing. And, you know, it's not that way for every single one of them. Some of them are just literal dum-dums who can be talked into anything. Um, that's, that's definitely the case for some of it. Let's see, where was I? I completely lost my, track in my notes. Let's see. Um, they mentioned that territory during one of these hooligan episodes might be the entire city. So if, you know, Wrexham is hosting, we'll just say Torquay, then any Torquay fan who enters the city of Wrexham is fair game. Idiotic. I'm, I'm going to repeatedly say that. This is so stupid. Um, we then cut to Johnny Taylor. Johnny, come on, man. I got a lot. I got a lot to say to you and people like you. Um, Johnny starts describing. He says Wrexham's got a good firm, the Wrexham front line. You're not the front line for anything, man. You're not the front line for anything. If you're using violence against peaceful people, you are not protecting or doing anything to help anyone. You're being selfish. You're being a, just a terrible person, honestly. Um, he goes to games and people like him go to games just looking for fights, just looking for a scrap with people from the other, from the opposing team. Um, and he says he loved it. He met friends for life. And it's like letting off steam, exactly, which is exactly my point, like letting off steam because you have no control over your life. You don't think that your life is going the way you hoped it would go. You're sad about how things have turned out 
and you have no idea how to cope with that fact or how to change it. And so this is a way to, like you said, let off some steam, get out some aggression um, against a world that has forgotten about you or you feel betrayed you. Um, and that's just not a good way to go about it, man. It's not a good way to go about it. Your poor girlfriend, um, Saskia, is that how you pronounce it? Dadgammit. Saskia, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Saskia Barkley, adorable girl. Um, just seems like a wonderful woman. Um, grew up with her dad, uh, who was a drummer in the band James, who was actually big here in the States, yeah, when I was growing up. And she wanted to be a tour manager. But then she looked into being a detective after she saw an ad to be fast-tracked to detective, and she got the job. Yay! Um, she does not understand why her boyfriend, Johnny Taylor, is so obsessed with Wrexham in general, Wrexham AFC in general, but also, why on earth would you fight over it? It makes no sense. And I completely agree with you, Saskia. You got to break up with Johnny. <laughs> um, they've been together on and off for 12 years. She doesn't approve of Johnny's antics. In 2019, he got into a big scrap and got banned for three years, four years, something like that. Um, and she saw him running down the street, getting into the fight, and she just thought, what an idiot. Completely agree, Saskia. And if you're calling your significant other an idiot, it's probably because you shouldn't be with your significant other. Not that I'm giving relationship advice, but I'm kind of giving relationship advice. Like, don't, don't be with somebody who you think is an idiot. Uh, it's as simple as that. If, if, if someone's acting in a manner that is completely against your principles and your morals, why are you with them? Don't be with them. That's crazy. Johnny then informs her that he wants to continue to buy season tickets dur even during his ban so that when his ban is lifted, he can, be he can still be sitting with his friends in the stands. The same friends who he keeps getting into trouble with. Find some new friends, Johnny. Find some new dadgum friends because associating with people <laughs> that commit these kinds of acts is not going to get you anywhere in life. You're just going to keep going backwards and falling back into the life that you had before. You're going to get banned again. You're going to hurt someone horribly. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get killed. It's, it ain't worth it, man. It's just not worth it. Um, during his ban, he's not allowed within a mile of the stadium, two hours before or after the game or in a hometown pub on the, on the day of a home game. Goodness gracious, dude. Um, yeah. Uh, Rob and Ryan then talk more about hooliganism and its roots and the whole uh, Glasgow Celtic versus Glasgow Rangers. Um, horrendous, horrendous uh, fight. And then Liverpool versus Juventus. I mean, goodness gracious. 39 people died 600 people were injured because y'all got overpassionate about soccer, about football. Give me a break. 
It's utterly ridiculous. As you can tell, I have very strong opinions about this idiocy. Margaret Thatcher set up a war cabinet against hooliganism. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's similar to us, like, over here starting a war on drugs. Like, what the heck? It went that far? It got that bad? Goodness gracious, y'all. Um, Wayne Jones thinks it might be on the rise again, especially after the pandemic lockdowns, um, which completely makes sense. If you're locked down in your house for a year or two, you see your money dwindling, you're, you're basically stuck in a semi-prison, you don't get to do everything that you want to do, you don't get to be outside with your friends, you don't get to, you know, do anything that feels normal. Of course it's going to be on the rise. You're pent up. I mean, this is what happened like the summer of love here in the United States with all the riots that happened in 2020. Was it 2020? Yeah, it's mid 2020. So many people have been locked down for three months that when George Floyd got killed, all of a sudden everyone lost their dadgum minds and started murdering and and pillaging and <laughs> setting things on fire and basically just destroying towns. That's what happens when you lock people up in their houses. That's what happens when you take normalcy away from people is they resort to extreme tactics. And in this case, they resort to extreme tactics and violence around football. Ugh. Let's see. Uh, Mike Jones mentions that um, it's he just thinks it's very disrespectful to the club the town and the owners, and he is nervous that Robin Ryan will see it and not want to own the club anymore, which is a legitimate fear. It's a legitimate fear. If your club, if you keep on putting a bad name on the club by causing this violence, if you grow your idiotic firm and you continue the use of violence against people and get in the media more often and you know it, it gets more attention i wouldn't want to own that club i wouldn't want to own that club i would ban every single person that was involved with any type of hooliganism um i would try to squash the ever-living crap out of that because that is not acceptable it's just not acceptable it's crazy to me that this happens um saskia doesn't understand the fascination with it why would you want to hurt yourself or other people over football? And mind you, Johnny is 33 years old in this. So he's, what, 35 now. Gosh, Johnny, I hope you're not doing this anymore. Um, it obviously affects their relationship. And she said she just can't handle it anymore and she wants him to change. But she said she's pretty wise. Uh, if, if I mean, pretty wise at some things. <laughs> If they're only changing for you, they're never going to properly change. 100%, you are correct. They need to want to change themselves. Um, and apparently he told, them, told her if they had a kid, he would change. And you can't risk that. That's crazy. People don't change just because you have a kid. Like You, you have to want to change um, in order to actually change yourself. And yeah, like we said before, she got offered the job as a detective, but she had to 
be vetted after she took all these tests and was accepted. She was eventually declined because of her relationship with Johnny. Brutal. Brutal. Um, she does mention that if he gets involved one more time, she's out. Which, good for her. Oh, man. Hooliganism. Goodness gracious. Let's see. Ryan ends the episode with saying the real battle is in the town, not on the pitch. They need a good experience for everyone, and they cannot let this continue. Um, which I completely agree with. Like, obviously, at this point in the episode, you know my opinion on this. Um, I think despite this being an offshoot, it has really no bearing on the story of the team. Um, I think this was a great episode. I think hooliganism is a blight on football, blight on soccer, blight on just human existence. <laughs> if you are, all right, one caveat. So if you are engaging in hooliganism, the only thing that you should, the only people you should be fighting are people that want to fight you. This whole, this whole pre-planned fight thing out in the middle of nowhere, out some random street at the edge of town. If you absolutely must, if you cannot control yourself, that is the only way to do it. Two firms meet up on the edge of town and beat the crap out of each other. Fine. I don't think, I think you're a moron if you do that. However, if you're going to engage in hooliganism, that's the only way that I would find that acceptable. It's not even acceptable. It's just like passable. It's like you're not hurting anybody except people who want to get hurt and want to hurt you. So have at it. Be in your own little section. Um, I still think you're an idiot. I still think you're a moron. Don't do it. Just don't engage in violence over dumb things. It's, it's, it's idiotic. Um, that being said, Green Street Hooligans, great movie. Depressing movie. It, the, the moral of that movie is do not engage in hooliganism. <laughs> That's the freaking moral of the whole daggum movie, which is why it's really weird that you can't find that thing. Like, I just can't find that movie anywhere, and I loved it. I mean, it was depressing. It made you really, really sad. But it's a good movie, and Charlie Hunnam's amazing in it. Um, yeah, it's it, you know, it's another it's another episode that uh, is an offshoot of the main story, but it's something that needs to be said. And um, I just I I can't. Yeah, there's just no possible way on earth that I would ever be in support of any type of hooliganism, any type of violence surrounding a sport. Have good sportsmanship, shake hands at the end of a game, say good game, and we'll get you next time. And that's it. Like, football is not life or death. It's just not. And you shouldn't treat it as such. So, that's all we got for this episode. If it's been a little loud, I'm still in the middle of a windstorm. Like, it's actually partially snow slash sleeting outside. And it's freaking August in Montana. So, uh... Yeah, if it's been a little loud in the background, that's why. Um, there's just not, <laughs> there's just uh, a lot of wind happening outside. So apologies if it's a little more distorted than usual. So thank you all so much for listening. Go follow me on Instagram and Twitter, WXM Texan at Wrexham Texan. Um, go leave me a rating, a review. Share this with your friends. Um, let's grow this thing. Let's create 
more of a Wrexham community than there already is. I love talking Wrexham. I love talking welcome to Wrexham. And um, I'm very interested to to uh, have some start having some guests on this show. Like once I get to the point where I'm not cranking these out, trying to catch up with the docuseries, then I'll have more time to reach out to folks and and actually have guests on the show, which I'm looking forward to. So thank you all for listening. I am the Wrexham Texan up the town. And if you knock my soul oh, with all your strength, you're gonna find it, you're gonna find it.